Hey everybody, welcome to the No Tomatoes podcast. I'll be your host Titus today and I'm joined by my brother Elijah as always. How's it going everybody? Uh, how are you doing Eli? How's your week been? It's been pretty good. Uh, just, you know, doing things that I could be doing like between jobs like uh, DoorDash and stuff. But, uh, yeah, you. I heard you came from a, a DoorDash job right before we started recording. Yep, I, I did. I had one order that was at an apartment, and they gave me absolutely no instruction as to where to go. And I nice, nice. absolutely hate it when that happens. One time, I just gave up and took the food home. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You're just like, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. It was just. Uh, have you ever had anything really weird happen with DoorDash yet? Really weird, like how? Like, have you have you had any like sketchy jobs? Uh, or... I wouldn't say sketchy, and like, I mean, the worst one because I was really new at doing it was uh, I drove thirty minutes from Midland to Essexville, which is like almost a Bay City if you know Michigan at all, um, and that's like way out of the way because I it was like midnight and I was taking a Wendy's order that I had to pay for with the red card thing, which is actually pretty rare now. Most restaurants just like the people prepay, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was just like drive all the way here, do this order, and then no one else was ordering anything. So I had to drive all the way back and it was just like not worth taking that order so now i don't take any orders outside of the city i'm currently in um right but how are you doing i'm doing pretty good uh i came home from my fiance's house it's a bit of a trek back and forth i mean we make it work but it's about a 15 minute drive back and forth so mm. you know when when we're trying to hang out it's usually like a all-day event that happens yeah um, i know how that goes yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's tough being in a longer distance relationship. I wouldn't go as far as, as to say it's a long distance relationship. I mean, we're not in dis- different states, but right, it, you know, well, everything, anything past you know, fifteen minutes away gets gets a little tough. Yeah, I mean, I'd say like thirty minutes away is the maximum you can go before it's like medium distance relationship. Yeah, <laughs> where you're like, okay, this is taking a minute. Yeah, yeah. like. I've never been in a relationship, like, dating um, that wasn't longer than an hour drive or shorter than an hour drive to go see that other person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Um, I was – my first relationship, I was in probably a 15-minute drive, and I got to say I took that for advantage. Yeah. uh, Because now that I'm about an hour away, it's like, oh, boy. Like, it's more of a time commitment. To say, all right, I want to go to my fiance's house rather than, you know, you know. Anyway, it's it's not terrible, but it sometimes it gets to you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There was a, a professor I had. I guess, I guess he was a professor. He he taught. He was like the main guy at uh, what do you call it? Grace the Grace Christian University worship team um so he led all the worship teams and he said his fiance he's from brazil so his fiance um essentially lived in brazil the entire time he was at school 
and they stayed together that like whole time until he graduated and she got her like she would legally became a citizen um after he did and it was just like wow that's a that's a real long time real long distance but yeah yeah for sure so respect but yeah for sure for sure (laughs) um but yeah so uh time to i think it's time to jump in the main section of uh, of the podcast all right it sounds good to me all right cool craft that's some pretty complicated stuff you don't have respective hands do i do (laughs) absolute trap having a good time song sucks yep that's true yeah so what are we talking about today so we're talking about music production and you uh, from what i understand have just graduated with a bachelor's in music production uh actually my bachelor's isn't in music production it's in um music worship and technology with a focus in music um my associate's degree was in music technology so I mean, so that's the official title. Yeah, it's a very long right. title. It <laughs> used to just be worship arts, but then they decided, okay. "Hey, we're gonna make all the titles longer." We went from Grace Bible College, we're gonna go to Grace Christian University, and now our worship arts program is gonna turn into the music, worship, and technology program. So, okay, it's so the technology <laughs> is where it comes, like uh, you know, music producing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so you, you, that's it's very actually very few classes different between the three. Um, from at least from what I did, because I came in with an associate's degree, so um, I had already done a lot of the technology classes. Um, so I didn't okay. take many tech classes. The one thing I really missed though was video, because I never did video. Um, right. Even at so, Mott. you never did the. Uh, necessarily the media arts portion. Yeah, I I never did that. I took one class in media arts. I actually really enjoyed it, um, but sadly I never pursued it so much. But yeah. Um, Anyway, so I wanted to ask you, what are some of the most uh, common misconceptions about starting in music production? Like maybe that it's easy to get into or something like that. I don't know. Uh common misconceptions i guess i I don't know common misconceptions is the right way to categorize this uh it's just a general misunderstanding um sure that a lot of people have um going into audio production and it's that (laughs) you can record music basically onto your phone and then have it all on one track and then send it to someone and have them make it sound good. Right. That is impossible. (laughs) And, you know, I haven't had anyone personally do this to me, um, luckily, but I've heard horror stories of like rap artists that, that have a beat and they'll record vocals to it. And then they'll send the audio guy, the the mixing engineer one file, because that's all they have saved. Um, and you can't mix the vocals out of the other music because it's all together in one thing. You can't isolate it unless it's on separate tracks, you know. 
Um, so right. that's one thing so, that's uh, that you can't do. So if if any of you guys didn't know that, now you do. So don't try to do don't that. Don't record everything on your phone. Get some sort of music uh, program. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the first mistake was assuming that it would sound good on your phone. Um, right. I mean, eventually, I'm sure uh, technology is going to catch up and, and it's going to actually be fairly decent. Um, but as it is now, uh, that's just really not a good idea. Right. For sure. Okay. What was your, uh, what's the most irritating job you've had to do in terms of audio? Because I know, um, a lot of, I've done a little bit of audio work and a lot of the stuff that I've done has been mostly with people that think they know how to do audio. Yeah. Uh, because I don't personally really know how to do it, but I've learned a little bit from you. Mm-hmm. So when people think they know audio and they know it's irritating to me, but that was my experience with it. Mm. So what was the question again? Rephrase it. Uh, what's the, uh, what's the most irritating type of job you've had to do in audio? Hmm. I think running sound for churches they expect microphones to do more work than they physically can um so like the distance between your microphone and the sound source has to be you know within a certain range or else when you when you turn the gain up to get that instrument and you have sound coming from your speaker system, your your um, your main speakers. Essentially, you'll get tons of feedback because your microphone is picking up all of the stuff that's coming out of the speakers, and that is going back into your system, back out of the speakers, back into your microphone, back into the system, back out of the speakers. So it creates this feedback loop, right? Um, that a lot of people know and hate. Um, <laughs> so it's and, a high and everyone goes, uh, why are you breaking my ears? <laughs> well, um, because I'm trying to make you sound like you aren't like in the background. The yeah. 20 feet away from the I'm microphone. Like you are sound like you're not playing in a wind tunnel. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to actually like amplify your sound, but I can't because you're so far away. Um, right. Yeah, so that's that's one pet peeve I've had. Um, I don't I don't know any irritating jobs in particular. It's just okay. what people expect you expect that you can do, but you really can't. People expect you to be a wizard. Yeah, be a wizard. Like, yeah. I can't make the microphone do that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I can't okay. physically. It's it's a physically impossible. If you don't sing good, the microphone not gonna make you sing good right that's true <laughs> i can't i can't make it sound like good music if it's bad music right for sure i can make um, good music sound better for, but i can yeah, make bad music sound you know like decent. polished bad music polished bad music <laughs> a polished turd you know <laughs> don't worry it might still be a turd but it's, it's a polished good it's a good looking turd man Anyway, um, would you consider yourself an audiophile? Yes, I yes. would. Um, I a lot of I have a lot of opinions. 
about mm-hmm. certain audio trends that have been happening. Um, I, I'm by no means an audio expert. I have an associate's degree, so I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. Um, and I've, you know, continued to learn things through my bachelor's program, though my degree was not focused on that. Um, sure. But it's a passion of mine, and I would consider myself an audiophile. And I guess... I, I, where where do I start with this? Bluetooth sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this one before. Yeah, Bluetooth, it, it degrades the quality significantly. It's very convenient, and I do listen to music on Bluetooth headphones occasionally. Um, but I would not say that any Bluetooth headphone or Bluetooth speaker is the way you should be generally consuming the, the music you listen to honestly sure. car car stereos aren't the best um but they're better than bluetooth if you're if you're just plugging in your aux cord or something like that um the best way to listen to music is with a cd many people will so, argue and say vinyl uh, i was gonna ask that so you wouldn't say vinyl huh? they're wrong <laughs> 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 and the reason being um, is just because it's a monophonic signal. So um, it's automatically not mixed in stereo now. That's not the only reason. That's one reason. A second reason, um, most recordings are recorded digitally anyways. All right? So you're recording everything into a computer. It's turning into zeros and ones. It's getting put out through a, uh, a processing sequence, and it's getting put out through your speakers. Um and it's become so good that we can't make it sound better to us, like, physically. Um, uh, it's, it's not audible even to the, to the most um, avid of, of audiophiles. Like, so you've got 16-bit 44.1 kilohertz is CD quality. Um, okay. And then you can record all the way up to like 32 or 64 bit now, which is insane uh, because 16 bit is basically the difference between an MP3 and a, and, and uh, a CD quality. Normal people usually don't hear. I hear it really easily. Um, if I, if I've heard the music before um, in both formats, uh, it's easy, especially if it's before and after comparison, to hear the difference so, between an MP3 and a, a, a CD quality WAV file or something like that. So it'd be kind of like comparing movies. Movies are captured in 24 frames per second to put it in the terms of your eyes rather than your ears. Right. Um, movies are re- recorded in 20 fa- 24 frames per Per second, and I think it was the Hobbit first cut edition was re- actually recorded at 60 frames per second, but then it was reverted back to 24 frames because people thought it looked weird. Yeah, so it almost looked too good to people. Right. I I wouldn't say that audio looks too or sounds too good to people. It's just you can't hear the difference. Okay, um, so there's just no at a certain at a certain point, like. It's usually the 24-bit range, if not the 16-bit range. Some people say they can hear the difference between 16 and 24-bit. I can't. But I can definitely hear the difference between 16-bit, 44.1 kilohertz, and MP3 compression. 
Um, okay. You know, a musician or an audiophile that's heard those terms, that's heard parallel like them side to side. Oh yeah, I can definitely hear the difference. Some some people still say they can't. I definitely can. Um, okay. There's just you know nuances in the audio you can hear through CD quality better. Um, so back to vinyl, um, you're, you're, you're taking a digital signal, you're converting it to vinyl. Um, so it's literally just, you're taking, and what vinyl does is it makes the mid range usually louder because you can't have too much bass or else the, the record won't, um, play correctly. It'll have issues. So it's mastered differently, essentially. Um, so to make this more digestible, I guess, um, in terms of um, vinyl, where most artists record everything digitally now, right? Anyway? Yes, right, right. So what ends up happening is people record it digitally, then they convert it back to vinyl. Right. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're getting the same product in the end, and you're actually taking um, you're, you're getting less information with the vinyl record. Um, okay. You're able to hear but, less of it. It's, it's called. So say, sure. Say you, uh, recorded everything analog, meaning live yes. instruments, live everything that would it sound better in vinyl. That is when vinyl actually matters, right? Okay. Tape, tape or vinyl really. Um, cause People forget about tape, but tape is also a, a similar quality to vinyl um, gotcha. if it's recorded analog. Um, so it, basically, if the min- industry today wasn't the industry today, it would matter. Right. But since I mean, some very rarely, but some people actually do record um, on all analog gear and then press it to vinyl. And I would say, yeah, definitely. That's definitely worth purchasing a vinyl of that because you would hear how the artist intended it to be listened to. Gotcha. But most of the time, artists are recording so that people can listen to it, you know, the, the way they hear it in the studio, which is how they want to be have it put on the CD, not the vinyl. Okay. Yeah. That's not to cool. say vinyl sounds bad. Um, I just would prefer CD quality because it's the original form. Uh, of, it's the of, form. Of, yeah, it's the intended form, um, or at least the original form. You you have more information there, but gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, what uh, what sound programs would you recommend for beginning um, sound designers? I recommend trying out a bunch of different stuff. Um, learning the the. The basic terms uh, helps you a lot transitioning between di- – uh, they call them digital audio workstations or DAWs. Um, mm-hmm. FL Studio is what I started on. And that's really not uh, – it didn't start out as a professional audio – digital audio workstation. But it became – more professional and and people are actually advocating for it more now in the professional uh, scene but i wouldn't say that i would use fl studio um anymore unless i was making a a dubstep beat or something um it's okay. just it's just a good sequencer for midi um it doesn't do recording very well in my opinion 
and it doesn't it doesn't have super super good effects. <laughs> I haven't used it in a long time, um, but I you can check it out if you're into doing hip hop or EDM or something. It's it's worth checking yeah. out. Um, other um, programs out there. I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say, would you recommend anything different from beginner to experienced sound designer? Or would they all be the same as just like figure out what you like type of thing? Yeah, it's definitely a personal preference. Um, If you're going to work in Nashville, let's say, you want to go to Nashville, you want to be a sound engineer, you need to know Pro Tools um, as it is. Uh, That's what people say and and that's what I've heard and that's what I believe. Um, However... I've never used Pro Tools outside of school because I've never worked as a an official audio engineer um, for a company. I've always been I, – I, I, I offer my services to businesses and the businesses pay me for those services. So it's like an independent contractor kind of thing. So unless you're working with other audio engineers, it doesn't, it doesn't matter which audio – uh, software you use as long as you're producing quality work um so to sum up what would i recommend for beginners i would recommend using whatever you have access to if you have access to um, pro tools and you're looking to get hired somewhere go for it um it's honestly not as daunting as people think it's just quirky um and those quirks have been there because they've always been there and they didn't want to remove them because the professionals use it and they're used to those quirks. <clears throat> so um, Pro Tools is is worth learning if, if you're going to work, uh, work in that capacity. Logic Pro is the most accessible and the most... Um, It's the most professional for the least amount of money, I should say, if you're using a Mac computer. Um, gotcha. It, it does everything that Pro Tools can do from what I've seen. Um, and whether or not you, uh, you're using Pro Tools or Logic, you're still going to use third-party plugins um, from other professional developers. Uh, so you've got Pro Tools, you've got Logic Pro. If you have, if you don't have any money, you just start messing around in Audacity or FL Studio demo version. GarageBand. GarageBand <laughs> also um, works. That'll actually give you a, a stepping stool to get into Logic. That's what a lot of people have done, and it actually works really well because um, the shortcuts are the same, essentially. Right. Um. There's other ones. There's like Adobe Acid, and um, I, I wouldn't recommend that one. Um, I've tried yeah, don't it. Do it's LSD. just probably a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, don't do Acid, guys. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other ones. There's there's Studio One. A lot of people like that. I tried it a little bit. It's I don't have any problems with it. Um, so yeah, just like whatever software you have access to just start learning on that and uh yeah learn the common terms of the industry learn the basics like um 
audio gain uh, is super important. Um, it's starting to get. I've seen new new stuff come out that's like it auto gains. It, it sets the gain for you, which is kind of mm. cool. Um, it that's also cool. makes me afraid because that's fifty percent of why people hire me is because they just don't know how to set gain properly. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, gain is the knob you turn to set how loud your microphone is before it gets to the fader. And if that's right. turned up too loud, you're going to get... It gives dirty signal. Yeah, you're going to get clipping is what it's technically yeah. called. But yeah, dirty signal is another way to put it. Um, so if you're having that problem, you know how to fix it now. Just turn the gain down. Yeah. Turn the knob down. Don't basically, the knob. And basically to set gain, if you've got a meter, you want to have it at like negative 8 to negative... 12 ish depending on what you're doing um or or how much dynamic range the sound source has um so if if you're singing and you sing super quiet like this and then you get super loud you'll you'll want to have enough headroom um between those two so that's why when i set gain i ask people to sing as loud as they're gonna sing um before it gets to clipping and I set it as close to clipping as possible, basically, with a little bit of headroom um, at their loudest point. Cool. But, yeah. I kind of so went on a rant what, there. but Do what you want with the audio stuff and learn the terms. And learn the terms. Gain, um, basic effects like reverb, delay, compression. Compression is really important. People... Um, Starting out, you really need to get compression down. That's the hardest one. But once you get it, you know it, and uh, it, it makes your life so much easier. For sure. Um, next question. SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> uh, they exist. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they inevitably exist, and um, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I guess a better question in, in the vein of that is, do you think uh, talent often comes out of SoundCloud, or do you think people just make a big deal out of it for no reason? Uh, I haven't. I, I don't. I'm not in that scene anymore. I started out on SoundCloud just because it was free, um, but right. honestly. If you're good enough, uh, like the band No Tomatoes we have, um, starting out, really, we, um, we, we, we were making back the same amount of money where you were putting into the band right off the bat. Um, and that's just because we, we already had an album essentially readied up before we signed up for DistroKid as, as the distribution service we use. But we pay a yearly fee to keep it up there, and the the band makes more than that yearly fee um, on streaming revenue. So I right. would I don't see any reason for using SoundCloud anymore if if you're if you're remotely uh, ready to start distributing mus- distributing music professionally. It's a really good platform if you're just putting out demos. Um, or if you just want to save some audio files somewhere and just like, hey, man, listen to this. What do you think? I still use it for that. Um, I know Adam still tries to do things on SoundCloud, and he gets some uh, he gets some 
web traffic from that, and that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah. I'd prefer to keep it more professional, uh, just personally. Okay, cool. Um, so if you had to condense that long uh, uh, audio file section or, or, or music producer section mm -hmm. into a couple sentences, if you had one piece of advice for newbies, what would it be? The audio file section? Um, more, more of the music producing section. The producing like what, section. What, what would you say is the most important to know when you're just getting into mm -hmm. music production? Something that's uh, something I didn't talk about before uh, was mic placement. Mic placement is the number one way to get better audio. Um, even if you've got a crappy mic, you, if you know how to use it, you can usually get a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent audio quality. Make that two inches work for you, boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same concept, basically. Um, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say that the crappiest mic in the world would be better. The crappiest mic in the world placed well, and the best microphone in the world placed extremely horribly are on par with each other. Hmm. All right? So you got a got the crappiest mic in the world right here, placed exactly in front of the person speaking directly into the um, the microphone as they're supposed to. And then you've got right. the crappiest mic in the world 80 feet that way, facing the wrong direction. Uh, neither of them are going to be good. <laughs> you mean the best mic in the world 80 feet that way. Right, yeah. right, right. Best mic, what you're yeah, best mic in the world that way. Yeah. Neither of them are sure. going to be good. But if you've got a decent microphone like this, I would take a decent microphone placed well over the $4 million microphone that's not even remotely close to what it's recording. Right. So it, it just goes to show how important mic placement is. And I have a, there's a textbook that I sometimes use now. It's called, uh, oh, what it's, what is it called? It's by Bobby Owinsky. Um, it's just like basics of, uh, recording and it just gives a bunch of different mic placement techniques. Um, oh. so yeah, mic placement's really important, but if I had to condense it all down and do a couple of oh, hold on, Eli. <laughs> you lose video. Just died on me. Uh oh. <laughs> Oh, that's awkward. That's fine. Got it. Okay. Alrighty, last question. What would uh what are your favorite things to work on and what makes audio fun to work on? Favorite things to work on. Uh I like to edit I like to just do edits, like cuts um, and fades mm -hmm. uh, in Logic just because it, I feel like a wizard just doing it so fast. <laughs> um, especially like with drums, they have like, usually when I edit drums, I'll, I'll cut up the drums so that uh, the kick drum only hits like a, a couple milliseconds before it starts and then all the way till the the audio fades out but then it's just that little snippet and then it tr cuts all the silence out um so i don't know 
I, I do stuff like that. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What was the other question? It was like a just um, what what makes audio fun to you? Why do you, why do you think audio is is the profession you chose? Mm. I just like making things sound as good as they can. Looping back to audiophile. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean bit. looping back? I just mean. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. audio file. You could be yeah, considered yeah. an audio. I thought you meant so. audio file like a, a wave. <laughs> no, 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 like or an MP3. No, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah basically, audio just file. making things sound as good as they possibly can, um, both musically and um, artistically through audio editing, um, because there's a, there's so writer. much as a musician that you don't mm-hmm. understand if you've not done audio that, that changes the sound drastically. Um, and that's why as a musician, I got into audio because I'm a control freak <laughs> and gotcha. I just, I just wanted to have every part of my sound to be uniquely me. Um, so yeah, I just like, gotcha. I like audio because I like music so fair all right cool what's your uh what's your quote yeah so my quote of the day um is something that i heard on a podcast called side hustle side hustle school um they're just like super short daily uh daily episodes that just kind of help you stay in a a business mindset. Um, And the quote I I heard from there, the guy just says a lot. I I don't remember the guy's name, but he says, if you want to have more luck, take more chances. Um, So that's the quote. And then the recommendation, of course, we also have to do one of those. I'd recommend Side Hustle, the Side Hustle School podcast, but I also recommend, specifically relating to audio, the uh, Six Figure Home Studio podcast. Um, if you ever wanna, if you wanna make a any kind of money um, doing audio, it's a super good resource just to um, hear what those guys have to say. Um, it's probably like the number one audio podcast so if you're into audio and you're into podcasts you've probably heard of it but nonetheless i recommend it cool but well usually we transition to the end but we don't have any guests to say goodbye to that's true so um i'd just like to say thank you everybody for listening uh get right back into it and uh we look forward to seeing you next not next monday but the monday after and uh Yeah. Hear from us soon. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody.